Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Tower cleared. Welcome to Space 3D. We conclude Season 3 of our podcast with an interview with X-15 historian Michelle Evans, author of the book, The X-15 Rocket Plane, Flying the First Wings into Space. In Part 1 of our interview, we discuss how her father inspired her interest in the X-15 and aerospace more broadly. Following time in the Air Force and a stint overseas working with Space Camp Turkey, we explore the journey Michelle took over nearly 30 years that eventually led to the publication of the X-15 rocket plane flying the first wings into space in 2012. Finally, Michelle recalls some of her favorite communications with a rather large fan base she has amassed since the publication of the book. So welcome to another episode of Space 3D. This is Eleanor Rangers with my co-host Tom Hill. This evening, we have the pleasure of interviewing Michelle Evans, a X-15 historian. Before we get started with our discussion this evening, I thought I would give a brief introduction about Michelle. Uh, Michelle is founder and president of Mach 25 Media and is a writer, photographer, and communication specialist in aerospace. She's written the best-selling book, The X-15 Rocket Plane, Flying the First Wings into Space, which was published by the University of Nebraska Press as part of their Outward Odyssey People's History of Space Flight series. Michelle's background in aerospace engineering includes serving in the U.S. Air Force, working on missile systems, and later in private industry accomplishing environmental testing for systems used in airliners and spacecraft. Her current work with Mach 25 Media provides education and display services for astronaut appearances and other space-related events at government facilities, science centers, schools, and other venues across the country and overseas. Michelle is a distinguished lecturer with the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics, and her book on the X-15 was a finalist for the Eugene M. Emmy Award for Astronautical Literature. Michelle received the Diverse Community Leader Award from Orange County Human Relations and was recognized as one of the 100 most influential people in Orange County, California. She has appeared in numerous publications, including Air and Space, Smithsonian, Ad Astra, Time Magazine, the Orange County Register, the LA Times, and the New York Times. Finally, Michelle was also a technical consultant on the Neil Armstrong biopic, First Man. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Glad to be here, Eleanor. Emily Carney, our other co-host, was unable to join us this evening, but she did submit a couple of questions. So we will get to those, but I'm going to try to proceed in semi-chronological order with the uh, with the questions this evening. So I think we'll kick it off with a general question, and I know it was mentioned in your introduction about being in the Air Force and so forth, but for our audience, we always like to know, you know, how did you get interested in aerospace generally and then in the X-15 program specifically? Uh, well, aerospace has just always been a love of mine. I mean, I, I was born and raised in the middle of the space program, or actually at the beginning of the space program, watching Mercury, Gemini, Apollo unfold. But for the X-15 specifically, that love comes directly from my father. 
and he worked in the aerospace industry. He was with uh, Convair, which then became General Dynamics, uh, and then left that to work at a company where he was responsible for providing instrumentation tape recorders for a lot of test programs. And his territory covered all of the Southern and Central California area. And he used to go up to Edwards Air Force Base quite a bit. That was part of his territory. And starting when I was five years old, he started taking me along on a lot of these trips with him. And so things like, you know, Mercury, Gemini, and Apollo were happening, but they were all happening on the television. And going up to Edwards and seeing this stuff unfolding, specifically the heyday of the X-15 program, made it all really real. This was not a TV program. And it was pretty exciting stuff and got to meet uh, several of the pilots uh, of the X-15 and just see the operations as they were happening and just fell in love with the program. And so many years later, when I decided that I needed to sit down and write the book I'd always wanted to write, the X-15 was the first thing that came to the forefront of my mind. And uh, the rest is history. <laughs> Wow. A related question that you also obviously sat down to write this book, and not everyone has the ability to write. Just kind of curious how that all came together. Did you write when you were going through school, or was that just something that you just came to naturally? Just a little bit of curiosity regarding that as well. Yeah, interesting question. Uh, I've always loved writing and books. I mean, when I was a little kid, like when I was in kindergarten, and the teacher would read books to the class, and I was like, just, wow, that is so cool that somebody was able to write these stories and that she could tell us these stories, and that's something I really want to do. So I'd say that being an author was one of the very first things that I fell in love with the idea of doing. When I was going through school, like in high school, junior high things, I was doing uh, journalism classes. I really had a, an eye toward becoming a full-time writer, possibly on a newspaper or magazine or something. And then things changed a bit. When it came time to figuring out where I was going to go to college, uh, my parents had divorced. Nobody had any money for college. And I figured the best way to get my college education was to join the military. And that gave me an education. It gave me an opportunity to continue my education. And I spent eight years in the Air Force going to college to earn my degree and ended up in aerospace right along where my dad had been, which is someplace I never thought I would be. So I was sort of surprised by that. And so it was many years later before I was able to go back to my first love of writing. Where did you serve in the Air Force, Michelle? Uh, well, I had uh, basic training at Lackland Air Force Base in Texas. Then my technical training was at Chanute Air Force Base in Illinois, which is cool. That was also the same base that uh, uh, X-15 pilot Mike Adams served at for a period. And then for most of my service, I went to Fairchild Air Force Base in Washington, right outside of uh, Spokane in eastern Washington, and spent my entire time there and attended uh, the colleges and stuff there, like Eastern Washington University and such in my spare time. Gotcha. I was in the Air Force as well. I served eight years. I did ROTC was active duty for eight years and then uh, reserve for 16. So, Yeah, where were you at? I was at uh, Shriver Air Force Base back when it was called Falcon doing satellite operations. 
Oh, yes. Okay. And, and then I spent a year in uh, Turkey doing space track, which was a lot of, uh, a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And then I came back and did uh, three years at Vandenberg Air Force Base doing launch. So Very good. Okay. Well, Turkey is wonderful. I spent like three years over in Turkey myself, but not in the Air Force. I, I worked over there on at, uh, of all places, Space Camp Turkey in Izmir. And that was a fascinating time. Wow. I didn't, never knew there was a space camp over there. Yes. Yeah. It was a pretty amazing thing. There's a guy named Kaya Tunser. A good friend of his happened to be one of the members of Warner Von Braun's rocket team. And Kaya was looking for a way to give back to children in Turkey. And his friend uh, said, hey, why don't you get a Space Camp franchise? And he ended up creating Space Camp Turkey and just a fantastic program over there. It's still running very strongly. I was honored to be able to go over there and, and do what I did for, for such a long time. Wow, that's really quite an amazing story. I had no idea that there was a, a, a vibrant program over there. Very interesting. That might okay. be a separate interview. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be glad to talk about that. They have an amazing program. It's a little quick thing on it just to let you know where it goes is the fact that one of the unique things about Space Camp Turkey is that it's like space camp in America where, you know, kids pretty much from America go to that space camp. But in Turkey, they bring in kids from all over the planet and they run programs where they actually put kids together from different countries, such as when I was there, we had kids on the same team from Israel and Palestine. Wow. Uh, funny how that kind of stuff doesn't work when you get down to individual people. Oh, yes. Yeah. But getting them together for science and exploration, it was amazing time. Wow. That is very interesting. Well, we should definitely talk about uh, possibly having you come back to talk more about Space Camp. Sure. Well, um, maybe turning then to the the actual writing of your book, can you tell us a little bit about the research process for your book and how long it took and how you manage to interview so many individuals associated with the program, because I think that's one of the special things about your book is that you had the opportunity to get so much firsthand narrative from these people. Well, the uh, the writing process took a very long time. Or I actually shouldn't say the writing process, but certainly the research, the interviews, things like that. I was reading a book one day uh, that was talking about the X-Planes in general, and one of the things it said in the introduction was that uh, this was just a basic overview of all these different X-planes and that many of these required books specifically on each program. And that was the instigator for me to decide to do the X-15 book. And that was September 21st of 1983. Oh, wow. <laughs> and immediately after I, I had that light bulb go off over my head, uh, which definitely got, I, I'm definitely a hothead. But anyway, <laughs> the deal is that I called up the Edwards uh, History Office, talked to a guy named Dr. Richard Hallian up there, and said, I want to do some research on the X-15 for a book. And he's like, come on up. And so the next day, September 22nd, we headed up to Edwards. My wife and I headed up to Edwards. And I sat there in the history office just, going through every file, all the photos, the files, whatever I could find. 
And then Dr. Hallian was like, well, you know, Milt Thompson, he was one of the pilots. He's the ninth pilot on the program, and he's still working. He's over here as the chief engineer at Dryden. Uh, you want to go over and talk to him? <laughs> and I was not prepared for an interview at all that day. I was just going to go through, you know, looking at stuff on a table and in files. And But it's like, well, I'm not going to turn down the opportunity, so sure. And went over there playing it all by ear, and we sat down with Milt and had a really fantastic afternoon. He brought in a good friend of his, Jack Kolf, who was a flight planner on the X-15, and he joined in the interview. And things just snowballed from there. And Dr. Hallian, definitely of all people, was one of the big instigators to get me hooked up with a lot of these people. Uh, nine of the 12 pilots were still alive at the time that I started this research, and I was uh, able to track down through his help and others uh, to uh, be able to sit down and talk with all of them. Uh, then I also spoke over the years with many other people involved with the program, uh, managers such as the man who ran the program, uh, Paul Bickle. He took over the program from Walt Williams, who had left to go to Mercury. I also talked to Walt. But I always had this problem in that I figured I wasn't getting the whole story. So the the research sort of lay fallow for a few years while I was trying to figure things out for myself and figure out where it was going to go. And it was in May of 2004 that I was invited up for the dedication of the Michael Adams Memorial, the only X-15 pilot who died during the program. And while we were there, I was able to touch base with a lot of these guys who had been, I don't know what you call the guys in the trenches, the, the people that were behind the program that you never meet. Yeah. And so from that, I opened up a whole new avenue of research and ended up being able to interview all these guys. And that really filled out the story enough that I knew I could finally write the book. And so that finally happened. And the book ended up being written around, uh, uh, it was like December of 2010 through July or uh, August of 2011. And then it was published on April 18th of 2013. So it was almost 30 years from beginning to end on that process. Wow. Andy Chapin, when he wrote From from the Earth to the Moon, was about 12 years and tracking down all sorts of people for that book. So it's kind of a similar uh, similar endeavor, but it's great that you persisted with that and, and were able to, you know, bring this to the, uh, you know, historical record. There are 90, a lot of books that are written 90% complete. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, I thought mine might be one of those for a long time. And I was, I, I, I mean, I have to say, I was absolutely honored to be able to meet all of these guys and to tell their stories, both the pilots, the managers, you know, the guys in the rocket shop, the mechanics, all these guys. Their stories are so fascinating and they, they've just never been heard before. And it is really the deepest honor of my life to have been able to speak to them and to give them voice through my book. Yeah, fantastic. Question about publishing. So I know that this is published through the University of Nebraska Press. Just curious, when you decided to write the book, did you already have 
a sort of a promise from the University of Nebraska, or did you write it and then kind of shop it around for publishing? Just curious about that. Uh, no, it was an interesting process. I have a good friend by the name of Francis French, who was the co-author of the first two books of the Outward Odyssey series with University of Nebraska Press, uh, Into That Silent Sea and In the Shadow of the Moon. And we had gotten together uh, one day. He lived down in San Diego, and I'm up here in Orange County in California. And we met in the middle one day at a place called Killer Pizza from Mars in Oceanside, which is a really cool place. If any of your listeners know Oceanside, go to Killer Pizza from Mars. That's a whole other story. One of the deals that we got uh, talking about was Francis was telling me, it's like, well, uh, how are you doing on your book? Are you still writing your X-15 book? You know, everybody knew I was working on this book. And it's like, well, yeah, but I don't know who's going to be able to publish it and stuff. I don't know where this is really ever going to go. I had talked to people like at Apogee Books. I was good friends with Rich and Rob Godwin there and figured maybe it'll end up there at Apogee. But Francis turned to me and he said, you know what, Michelle, if you're writing a good book on the X-15, we want it for the Outward Odyssey series. And that started that whole process. I had to go in and and finally sit down and figure out how am I going to write this book? How is it going to be organized? You know, I had to do the whole report to University of Nebraska Press of what I was going to do. It was interesting. It finally really focused my mind of how I was going to do this. I kept trying to figure out, am I going to just write this as a chronological narrative? And it's like, well, that's going to be awful boring. And so I had to sit down to to do this report for them and finally touched on this idea of saying, what I'm going to do, there's 12 pilots on the X-15. The basic structure of the book is going to be, the heart of it is going to be 12 chapters, each one of which is going to focus on one of the pilots. And then not only on one of the pilots, but then also on one other specific aspect of the program. Like an example, Forrest Peterson uh, was the fourth pilot on the program from the U.S. Navy, talking about him, and then also talking about the development of the XLR-99 rocket engine at the same time. And so it all sort of came from there. And then when it came time to actually sit down and start writing the book, once UNP had accepted my proposal and we moved forward, uh, I was in a really bad place because I'd had uh, uh, an accident, so to speak, where I ended up with two broken legs, oh. and they were just shattered, and I'd gone in and had to be rebuilt from scratch. So I guess you could call me the bionic woman. But I was in a nursing home when UNP actually sent the contract for me to sign. I've actually got a picture on my website. I signed the contract for the book in a wheelchair sitting by the side of my bed in a nursing home. Oh, oh my goodness. Gosh. Wow. So that was that was interesting and it, it was it was a very low time in my life as you might imagine. I actually uh, not to get too far off the subject, I actually had a doctor that I thought was trying to kill me at the time, which is all another terrible story not related to the X-15, but it took a long time after that, getting out of the nursing home, learning how to walk again, everything else, to finally get to the point of sitting down and writing the book. 
Uh, yeah, it took almost two years after I got out of the nursing home before I could finally get the book started and get it moving. But then once I started writing the book, once I actually got into the book, everything just poured out. This thing had been rummaging around in my brain, knocking around from corner to corner for so many years that it just all flowed out. And it was really neat to see all these words finally take their their place on the paper after all that time. Yeah, that's exciting. <clears throat> Definitely. Well, when the book finally came out, now obviously as I mentioned in the in the bio, it it was um a finalist for the for that award from I think from AIAA if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um but in general when it came out and and you said a lot of people knew you were writing this book what was the reception you know from those people apart from then of course it being recognized uh you know as a uh, you know its contribution historically well uh the reception has been pretty amazing it was certainly more than i ever anticipated i guess there was sort of a lot of pent up uh interest in the X15 that nobody had ever really touched on. There's been so many books about the X15 over the course of the years, but nobody had ever really sat down and given the personal story of these people before. And I remember once the the book was out there and it's like I could sit back and just relax. I finally got it done and I can go on with my life. And then all of a sudden I started getting like fan mail, you know, through my computer and stuff. The first fan letter I got was from a guy and I'm, I'm sitting there reading this and it was so cool. And I wrote him back and it's like, where, where do you live? And it's like, oh, I'm in Poland. <laughs> and it's like, what? And I started realizing this, this fan base of the X-15 was out there all over the world. And I, I have correspondence going all the time with people all over the world, uh, England, Australia, and Europe. And uh, so it's really cool to see all these people that are, are very excited by what I consider one of the most exciting periods of exploration in our early space program. Wow, that's that's really incredible. Feedback on books really kind of, is kind of shocking because when you're an author, you just kind of put it out there. Yeah, well, it's like my my very favorite review. I've got tons of reviews on like Amazon and places like that. But my favorite review actually comes from a friend of mine who's also a teacher. Uh, she's a kindergarten teacher, and she had absolutely no interest in aerospace whatsoever but she got a copy of my book because she was a friend. And uh, we had this meeting we were going to go to this one evening, and she calls me up and she says, I'm, I'm sorry, Michelle, I'm not going to make it to the meeting tonight because I started your book and I'm not putting it down. <laughs> so that That's was powerful. That was that was great. I never, especially from her, and and then I find out she ended up doing projects with her kids that got me involved, sort of like what you're talking about, where we were doing uh, projects about space exploration and stuff. The kids were doing things and doing drawings, and they asked me to do stuff, and I was filling in parts of stories for them. That was neat. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Space 3D. Join us for part two of our interview with X-15 historian Michelle Evans in our next podcast. For Tom Hill and Emily Carney, this is Eleanor Rangers for Space 3D.